Welcome here, everybody. Nice sunny, sunny Wednesday. Thanks for that, John. That was good. <laughs> uh, retreat forms, if you have them, bring them anytime. If you don't have them yet, slceden.com. You can download the forms. It's going to be great. Camp Crossroads in the fall. Um, we are continuing on with our journey in James, and we are at James 5 already. So mm -hmm. this is it. This is the last week we're going to be wrapping things up and we have another guest here mm -hmm. so I'm going to introduce Andrew McGrath and he is a youth pastor over at Calvary <laughs> yeah. that's right I'm sure a lot of you have known him or seen him he's been up on grade retreats mm -hmm. even helping out and um, yeah like almost 20 years of youth almost ministry. 18 years yeah, yeah crazy yeah and we like grew up a couple streets over from each other so yeah Great school. Way back. Yeah, that was yep. awesome. Yep. <laughs> All right, awesome. here he is. Thank you. Well, good morning. It's awesome actually to see you guys awake this early in the morning. I uh, used to have a hard time waking up early in the morning, and now I have three kids, uh, seven, five, and three. So my idea of sleeping in now is like I would have had my third coffee by the time you guys are coming here this morning. Uh, my kids woke me up at 6 o'clock, uh, which was a little later than yesterday, so that's good. Um, usually, so when I come in, I know sometimes it's, it's hard to kind of listen to a speaker that you haven't seen or don't know very much. So I like to give just two minutes uh, to give you guys a chance to ask three questions. So right now I'm going to give you guys a chance. If you guys can come up with any three questions, if you don't come up with them in three minutes, I'm just going to keep moving. But if you have three questions, I will answer them as honestly as I possibly can. So anyone have any questions right now? Yeah. Uh, pe uh, Pepsi Max, Pepsi Zero. I like the no sugar stuff, but yes, Pepsi. Yeah. Yes. Favorite place that I've traveled? I'm going to show you that in a minute today, and you'll see. Uh, Banff, Alberta is my absolute favorite place. Yeah, one more. Have you ever almost gone to prison? No, I've walked through a prison. Um, I've uh, escaped, <laughs> not so much prison, um, uh, punishment from retreats and camps. Uh, where I was able to kind of leave the situation before things got really bad um, many, many, many times in my high school years uh, while other friends had to pay the price, and I laughed later. So anyways, so my name is Andrew. Uh, and yeah, as, as Alicia said, I am uh, a youth pastor at Calvary Church. I've been there now for 12 years. Um, I am married, and we have three kids, seven, five, and three, and Isaac, Isla, and Josiah, and they are awesome. Uh, but last week, last week, we actually, my wife and I got to spend a week away from them which you might not understand that just yet, how much that means to parents and how valuable that is. But it was an amazing week away that we had. It was our first time since we had kids that we got to go away for more than two days uh, together just ourselves. And we went up to, uh, like I said, we went up to Banff. We actually spent a few days in Calgary, visited some friends just north of Calgary. And then we went up to Banff uh, and visited Lake Louise. And so you're going to see, I'm going to walk through. There's a few pictures that you can see here. So this is my, me and my wife, Sarah, uh, up at Lake Louise. And if you've ever been, has anyone ever been out in the mountains before? Some of you guys have. You guys are blessed. It is amazing. If you haven't, I hope you get a chance to someday. It is my favorite place to go. You can see just how absolutely beautiful it is. This is taken with just an iPhone, by the way. So this is like, you can see how amazing these, these, these things are. Um, and it was such an awesome time, such a great time for us. And you go up and you see these just beautiful, picturesque pictures that are absolutely incredible. And I keep looking back every day. I'm going back and I'm scrolling through these since we got back. But what's amazing with these photos is there's times where you can actually drive through Banff, you can drive through um, the, the mountains, get to the other side of the Rockies. But as you go through, uh, it's really easy just to drive through and see how amazing the mountains are without getting out of your car. 
you can see it, it's awesome, it's great, and, and, and there's this like level of, of amazing and beauty that you can see as you just drive through. But there's something about getting out of your car, and there's something about going a little bit further, taking a further step, uh, pushing yourself a little bit further to kind of see, if you can pause here for a second, where, where, you, where you can see um, even more that you wouldn't see just if I simply driving through. Or Lake Louise, Lake Louise, I've been up to Banff uh, three times now, my first two times up there, we went up to Lake Louise and we literally parked the car, walked over, got to the edge of the water, took a picture, took a selfie, hopped back in the car and went back to Banff. That's how busy our time was. This week was the first time I got to actually go past the beginning of the lake. And my wife and I went for a hike and we wanted to get up to this place. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a tea house, which sounds really strange, um, but it's a beautiful place, like a log cabin that's up in the glaciers and a six kilometer hike up there. And we said, we're gonna go up there, we're gonna go up to that one. And it's like another four kilometers back to another tea house, we'll go up there. And we had planned this 20 kilometer hike that we wanted to do um, on our anniversary last Wednesday together to go to these beautiful places and then sit and have a tea. Although we had learned that they were closed because there's snow and avalanches and stuff. Uh, so we brought a coffee, we're gonna sit down. On our way as we're getting there, we get to this spot right around here where you can see um, there's snow. It's June the 1st, we're from southern Ontario, and there's snow on the ground up here. And this is ridiculous to us. We never thought through this. We don't own hiking shoes. So I'm up there in running shoes that are already soaking now as we're walking through the snow. And we just thought, you know, we want to keep going. Let's see how far we can get. We really want to get to this tea house. So we're walking, we're walking. And if you go to the next one, you can actually see my wife up here trying to hike up. This is what it looked like from my angle, trying to catch up to my wife, who is significantly more fit than I am. And we're walking through. And, and this doesn't even paint a picture at all of what it felt like. Here is like, okay, well, I can see her feet. I can see her shoes. We had times as we're walking through where the snow was up to our knees. And we're walking on top of hard snow uh, some, along the path that doesn't look like a path. We're pretty sure in July. It's going to be this beautiful path that you can just hike up to. At this time, it's just covered in snow. Some of the snow is pretty lumpy as you realize that, oh, that's because there's avalanches last week that came down. Uh, and we're walking along over top of an avalanche, and we're seeing trees that have fallen. And then we get to a point where as we're walking through, and all of a sudden we hear thunder. And we're looking up, and it's pretty clear skies. It's not thunder. It's an avalanche. And we look behind us, and we see snow falling towards the trail behind us, where we just were. And we see, while we're out there, we saw four avalanches. We heard from a distance another 12 avalanches while we're on this hike. Now I say this, not to kind of scare you, I say this just to let you know kind of what this meant and how amazing, sounds weird, uh, and how scary this was for us. But this was an incredible time for us. And as we heard this and saw this, my heart rate was up to 198 beats per minute highest I've ever seen, and for a 40-year-old guy, 41-year-old guy, uh, that's dangerously close to what I felt like was going to be a heart attack. And so we actually had times where we didn't know if we were going to make it home. We had moments where we didn't know if we were going to make it home. We're, we had the snow, and we're hiking through, and we're literally trudging through snow really, really slow. We got about four kilometers out, had to turn back around. Uh, we had a spot where we were walking along a cliff, and if you actually go back a couple pictures, you'll see a view of Lake Louise, uh, that one right there. Uh, up here, at this point right now, we are walking, and there's a, hill, uh, a hillside trail, and we're walking along, and there's wood railings, which is great to protect you from falling off the cliff, except that it got to a point where the snow is piled up over top of the railing, and you're walking on top of the snow. So as you're walking along, and you're falling into the snow, you know that that's okay, because if you slip instead, that's it. That would be the end of our trip, that would be the end of my life, that would be, and that's kind of, we're walking through this, and it was absolutely scary. I say this because, like, what, what, why, did, why does this matter? What, what, is, what is this all about? What does this have to do with the book of James? You guys are going through this idea of kind of reframing your perspective, reframing um, how you see things, reframing your view about things. Well, it's because I find that there's so many times where we just want the easy way in life. 
where you want to walk or you want to drive through and just see beauty, see something from a distance. But when you go and you actually take the effort and you walk through and you're living in the moment and you can see there's so much more that you can see. There's so much more that you can experience. There's so much more that God has in store for you when we don't just simply avoid the difficult times but instead actually live in it. Live in the moment, live through it, walk through it, and allow God to do amazing things through us. Because I think we spend way too much time, way too much time avoiding the hard times when our real growth actually comes from experiencing the hard times. And I don't know what it's been like for you guys. I think every single one of you have had your own you know, good times, your own hard times, your own highs, your own lows. You all have your own stories to tell. For us, what I love about this, this trip that we just had, and I told my wife right, at, right after, as soon as we got back to the lake, I was like, that was absolutely amazing. And she looked at me, she's like, are you nuts? What do you mean that was amazing? I'm like, that is a story that we get to tell. We got to be in between avalanches, and we live to tell the story. It scared the snot out of me. I thought many times I was going to die, but it's a story to tell. And it's a fun story to tell. And we survived it, and God got us through it. And so I want to encourage you, don't avoid the hard times, but instead experience the hard times. We can't go through life without, without the hard times. But we try, right? Have you ever had times where, where you know there's a hard time coming and you try to avoid it? You try to kind of step away from it? Or if you're in it, this is what we do a lot, right? We say, we say God, please get me out of this hard time. Get me out of this situation. There's this thing that's happening in my life. There's these people that are saying this. There's, there's all this stuff that's going on. God, just get me out of it. I don't want to be in here anymore. We do this all the time. We want to pull ourselves out of the situation when maybe what God wants to do is to be there with you in the middle of it to give you strength, to build you up, to help you become the man or the woman that he has created you to be. And so we need to actually change our perspective from wanting to avoid, from wanting to step out, to actually be able to live in, to be in our situation and allow God to do amazing things. And so in the book of James, as we come towards the end of it, and you guys are just finishing it off this week, in James chapter 5, James begins to talk about patience. He's talked about kind of, uh, you know, uh, money and how sometimes people kind of lord money over you. And, and, and he recognizes that there's a situation that's going on with the people that he's writing this letter to where they are oppressed, they are being attacked. Uh, they are being pushed down. Uh, people who have tons of money are lording it over them. Uh, they have all this stuff going on, and he wants to speak into their situation. Not pull them out of it, but speak into the situation. And here's what he says. He says in James chapter 5, verse 7, Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. So my question is this. What's patience? What, what is the patience that, that James is trying to talk about, uh, talk about here? What, what is the patience that the Bible talks about time and time and time again? And there are dozens and dozens and dozens of passages that talk, passages that talk about patience. But what is that kind of patience? Is it the kind of patience where it's just like, I just need to kind of, uh, you know, trudge through as I'm waiting in line at Candles Wonderland? Our youth group's going there on Saturday. We're excited. Um, you know, you wait three hours in line, and you get to go on the ride for 15 seconds, right? Is that what patience is, you know? Or is patience something deeper than that? Is patience something that's not just kind of this long wait, and you have to begrudgingly walk through? Or is patience something that's like, it's something that you can actually actively live in, that you can be a part of, and say, you know what? I know this is difficult, but I know that God can push me through. I know that God can give me everything I need to get through this moment. And I know that there's going to be something better on the other side. Maybe in this lifetime, maybe not. Maybe it's just an eternity that we have a blessing that we get to look forward to. 
That's the kind of patience that he's talking about. Uh, but when you Google patience, and you're trying to figure out what, what is patience really, it's really funny. When you Google something, sometimes you find truth. Sometimes you find kind of half-truths. And so I found a few half-truths that I thought would be kind of fun to share. Uh, so a couple of things that I found about what patience is. One of those is, is patience is what you have when there are too many people around. Kind of idea where but patience is like, you, you want to say something, you want to do something. <laughs> nope. Too many people. No, no, there's, there's too many people. That guy's got a, a badge. Can't do that. Can't say that, right? There's that kind of patience. Um, patience, some people see as the ability to eat an entire lollipop without biting it. I've never done that. I don't think I've ever finished one of those like suckers or candies without ever biting it. Um, or patience this is one that I kind of thought of. Patience is the one thing that everybody wants, but no one has time for. We all want patience, but we want it now. I used to always say, God, give me patience. Give it to me now. I want it now, right? I want patience now. Uh, or there's this meme that I found. I call meme where it says, Lord, bless me with patience. Not opportunities for patience, right? right? I've had plenty of those, and they don't seem to be working. Because I find when God, when we ask for patience, God doesn't necessarily give you patience. He gives you the opportunities for patience. So I love this one where it's like, I don't want another opportunity for patience. I just want patience, right? These are kinds of things that we think of, but what patience really is, what patience is talking about, it's, it's experiencing the fullness, okay? The fullness of living in the moment. The fullness of life, all its ups and downs, and not trying to escape because it's difficult. Having patience is the ability to experience what's going on right now, good or bad, and trusting that God is going to get you through. Trusting that God has something more in store for you than what your situation is in this moment. It's having our eyes on Jesus through it all, right to the end, trusting that through all of it, that God is in complete control. We've just come through COVID, and I say come through, we're still kind of in it, right? <laughs> right? We're still kind of in COVID-ish. We know we're coming out. It feels like we're out of it, right? You guys are back here meeting here in person, which is awesome, right? Our youth group's going to Wonderland on the weekend, which is great. We've had our retreats with our group this year. It's been so awesome. There's so many things that we get to be able to do again, uh, but we just traveled on the plane. We had to spend seven hours between the airport and the plane, you know, wearing a mask and following all the protocols and doing all that kind of stuff. So we know we're kind of still that. But with that, you guys have learned and had many opportunities for patience. You've had this thing that's been so much of a struggle for so many people, and God has been able to push you through and help you through that. And I hope that in that time that you've been able to actually develop, be able to develop this patience. But for some of you, it's more than that. That's, that's just one aspect of where you've grown patience. For some of you, you've had things in your life that have been even more difficult than COVID. You've had family loss. You've lost loved ones. I know people who, at the beginning of COVID, lost a family member but couldn't really do a normal funeral. They weren't allowed people, multiple people in a room together. So it was like their, 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 their memorial was such a small service and they couldn't allow so many people that they wanted, that they knew were a part of their lives or where they waited like three months to have a funeral so that more people can be a part of it. Maybe for you, the hard time that you're facing is relationships. You've been struggling with relationships. There's been someone that, 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 that you, you, you've really liked but you just haven't felt the same thing back or you had a relationship and it was broken or you had friendships and you've seen friendships, your friendship groups kind of scatter, shatter. You've seen people kind of block you out from their groups. I remember going through that in grade 12 where I had my friends in, in youth group. And I thought I was a part of the cool group. Um, and then I learned that I wasn't. And I remember going through that where it's like I thought I was a part of a group and I saw them kind of just shun me to the side. Maybe that's where your patience is. That's where you're developing these hard times, these things that you're going through. But it's different for every single one of you. What James is saying here. And what James is reminding the reader and us is that we need to be patient. 
We need to understand that there is more than just our situation going on. Not to avoid it, but to live in it. Put our faith not in our situation, to not put our faith in ourselves, to not put our, situa- not put our faith in someone else, but to f- put our full faith and trust in God. And it's not easy to do, okay? I recognize that. It is not easy to have patience during these times. It's not easy to trust in God when you're trying to control things yourself or when you've been leaning on somebody else for so long and they've broken that trust. It's not easy to do this. This is a difficult thing. That's why James says, right, for us, it's, it's, it's when we want to avoid it. He says, no, 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 look, look, look. Understand that this has been happening for years. You're not the only one to go through this. There are so many people who have gone through this. Look at them. Look at who it is. So James reminds us, he says, um, you know, he says here, as an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job. And you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. Maybe you've forgotten how God has gotten you through to this point. Maybe you've forgotten all the stories of God's faithfulness that we can read about in his word. Maybe you've forgotten your, 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 you know, your, your mentors or, or, or family members or you know, uncles, aunts, your parents, all the stuff that they've gone through. Maybe you've forgotten that. Maybe we need to be reminded of how God has continually been faithful time and time and time again. So God calls us to look back, to remember, to read about it, to hear about it. I encourage you, if you don't do this right now, um, to surround yourself with people who are older than you. I don't just mean like a year older. I mean, I have people who, who, are, who are wise, even beyond the years, who can speak into you, who can be a mentor to you. I've had people who have spoken into me in an awesome and an amazing way, and it's so great um, when I can be encouraged by someone who's gone through so much of life that I'm starting to go through now. Even as a 40-year-old, there are men in, in our church that I look up to, that I spend time with, and I just love how they have been able to, to encourage me and strengthen me. There's people who have gone through so many hard times, and they've maybe seen the blessing in the end, or they've just been holding on to hope, and they want us to do the same thing. So if I can give you three thoughts for today, it's going to be this, okay? First is realize that life is worth the wait. Realize that life is worth the wait. It's worth going through these difficult times to experience the good, to experience the growth even that you get through it. Remember that God is faithful. Always remember that God is faithful. If you need that reminder, then you need to get into God's word or you need to surround yourself with people who can direct you to that, who can share their stories of God's faithfulness. Remember that God is faithful. And the third thing is remain focused in the midst of the struggle. When we look and he, James uses the example of uh, the prophets, he's an example of farmers, of, of people who have gone through these kinds of things. And, and, and for some, it just, it takes a t- long time. But there's hope. There's always hope. Farmers always have this hope. They can have a drought. They can have, you know, a bad day or a bad week, but they know the rain's coming. The rain's coming. Our, we have hope that our crops are going to, when harvest comes, that we can get those, that everything's going to be there ready for us. We have that same hope for us. Um, there is a, a, an author and um, just a, a genuinely godly man named Henry Nowen. Um, who just spoke amazing truths in so many ways. And so I'm going to actually finish just with his words because they are so much better than mine. They're such an encouragement for me, and I hope they'll be for you. And here's what Henry Nowen says when he talks about what he means to have patience. He says, patience is a hard discipline. It is not just waiting until something happens over which we have no control. The arrival of the bus, the end of the rain, the return of a friend, the resolution of a conflict. Patience is not waiting passively, until someone else does something. Patience asks us to live in the moment. And to live in the moment to the fullest. 
to be completely present to the moment, to taste the here and now, to be where we are. When we are impatient, we try to get away from where we are. We behave as if the real thing will happen tomorrow, later, and somewhere else. But let's be patient and trust that the treasure we look for is hidden in the ground on which we stand. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, God. I thank you for the so many opportunities of patience that you've given me. And God, I know there's times where I don't live patiently. God, I know there's times where I lose patience with my kids. I lose patience with my wife. I lose patience with my family. I lose patience uh, at my job. And God, I know these students do the same thing. But God, I pray that you would give them the strength, give them what they need, Lord, to have the patience to go through life, leaning on you, trusting in you, knowing, God, that you have so much more in store for them than what they're experiencing right now. And God, if there's students who are struggling with that right now, if they're having a hard time, they just want to get out of it, God, I just pray that you would be the strength that they need, that you would be whatever comfort, whatever strength, and you would give them that patience that they need, Lord, to live in the moment, to live in the now, and know that you are right there with them every step of the way. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have an awesome day, guys.